0: Now this is one cryptid you might not expect to live in Africa, but here we are. This is your host, Isabel Henneke. Every episode we study a cryptid of this eerie, eerie world. Welcome from the Pacific Northwest to fairies and folklore. This week, we're diving into the cryptid called the Abada. It also goes by the names Nilekima, Arasi, Nasa, and Zudu. The Abada is a creature from the Central African Congo, and it is similar to the idea of the European unicorn we are also familiar with. Its horns are said to be an antidote to poisons and disease. It has brown fur, two crooked horns as opposed to the unicorn's single one and is about the size of a small donkey with a boar's tail. There are many cases of explorers capturing sightings of this creature, and almost all of them vary with the details. The description I just shared with you is an approximation of all the sightings. Now, because there are so many different accounts, that's what we'll be going through most of this episode. The unicorns found in the mountains of Ethiopia are of an ash color and resembles a colt of two years old, except that it has the head of a goat, and in the middle of its forehead is a three-foot-long horn which is smooth and white like ivory and has yellow streaks running from along the top to the bottom. Because its horn is an antidote against poison, it is reported that other animals delay drinking until it has soaked its horn in the water to purify it. This animal is so nimble that it can neither be killed nor taken, but it drops its horn every year like a stag, and hunters can find those lost horns in the deserts. Abeda is one of the names given to a supposed unicorn living in Africa. Giovanni Cavazzi, when traveling in Portuguese Angola, heard about a creature similar to a horse but larger and having a head similar to a deer. It had two horns, one on the forehead and another on the nose, both of them a great virtue. Now this description sounds pretty much exactly like a rhinoceros, and that's what I'm betting my money on as to what this particular one is. But nonetheless, the European public was very impressed by the animal, as they suspected it to be the real identity of the unicorn. The description I began with at the beginning of the episode is what I have found to be the most abundant description. As a recap, this description of the Abada has two crooked horns opposed to the European unicorn's single horn, is about the size of a small donkey with the tail of a boar. It is said to be native to Kuruvdan, a former province of central Sudan, but is first discovered in central Africa. It is also said sometimes to breathe fire and ice. Now this sounds like my kind of unicorn rather than the puny, rainbow-pooping cousins of it in Europe. All the description I have found have had the abida as an herbivore, and does resemble the Western or European unicorn in the fact that its horns have healing powers, but that's the only resemblance I have found between the two. accounts of the unicorn living in Africa became known to the Europeans in the 16th century. Established contact with India allowed travelers to verify many ancient and mythological stories, especially the one about unicorns. It quickly became apparent that out of all the one-horned creatures Indians knew, only the rhinoceros was there. The eyes of many turned to Africa, which only had a few coastal colonies, with the rest of the continent completely unexplored. This, of course, meant there were many animals hidden and undiscovered, including the probability of a unicorn. Edward Ruppel, while traveling in central Sudan, was told by the natives about an animal called the nilkema, living in the deserts of south of that area. It was described to be of reddish color, the size of a pony, and had the slender form of an antelope. The male was armed with a single horn on its forehead. Females lacked any horn whatsoever. Some said its hoof was cloved, others said it was solid. Another explorer named Ferdinand von Mueller, when at the town of Melpez, was offered a chance to acquire a specimen of a unique animal that the locals often made the skins into shields from. It was called the Anaza, and described as the following. It is the size of a small donkey, has a thick body and thin bones, coarse hair, and the tail like a boar. The description of the horn is quite strange, so be prepared for some weirdness. It has a long horn on its forehead, and lets it hang flaccid when calm, but erects it immediately when seeing an enemy. Now, that is a sentence I never thought I would say. To add on to this ability to control its horn at will is another account of this peculiar creature. A man by the name of Garcia de Orte referred to an unknown but reliable authority, which stated that in South Africa, between the Cape of Good Hope and Cape Correntes, There lives a creature shaped like a horse with a single horn on its forehead, which it is able to raise and lower at will, as well as turn left and right depending on the current need and mood. This horn, measuring two palms, is also an excellent antidote against poison, as is the current theme with unicorns at the moment. In yet another account, the French consul at Jeddah, Flugens Frenzel, in April 1843, was told by the Arabs that a unicorn-like animal of a similar description was frequently killed in eastern Chad. It was described as a creature, and I quote, like a wild bull with legs like an elephant's, a short tail, and a single movable horn. Most of it was grey, but the front part was a vivid scarlet. To me, this also sounds like a rhinoceros, although the front part was a vivid scarlet makes no sense to me. It could be that the rhino was just defending itself and got bloodied by whatever creature it was destroying, thus turning its front part red, or the people who saw it were just Jefferson Bowens, while traveling in Africa, has another, still different, account of the Abada. This is what he says. Several of the villagers told me of an animal, called the Abogini, which is in the form of a horse, has the feet of a cow, and a single horn on the forehead, like that of a large antelope. This creature is sometimes slain in Yoruba, but the unfortunate slayer is sure to die within a year. Only one has been killed in these parts for a long time, and the skull of that was buried in the stack of bones before the hunter's temple. I was not permitted to pull it down from the stack and remove it. The horn of one was produced, though, and proved to be nearly as long as my arm, black in color, coarsely rugose, which means wrinkled, towards the bottom, and smooth towards the point. The man denied it was an antelope's horn, and said that the person who owned it held it sacred as a short of osura, or idol. Byoku himself confirmed all of these statements. They declared even further that the king Suta had a living unicorn at Ilorn. Three years afterward, I went to Ilorn. I asked the king's people whether they had ever seen a unicorn. They replied yes, that they had brought one to the town as a present to the king, that it was shaped like a horse, but not so large, that it had cloven feet like those of an antelope, that its color was sorrel, and it had a large black horn on its forehead that it refused to eat, and the king had taken it out of the town and had it killed. The king's slaves had eaten its flesh, but no one knew what became of the horn and the skull of such an animal. Some of us will probably be able to procure a skull before long. That was a lot of info, but what Mr. Bones here was saying is that he hadn't actually seen one in real life, although he has seen evidence of such a creature. A horn that was shown to him, and the local people told him stories. Our next account is from a man called Anders Sparman. He relayed the testimony of Sneeze Hottentots about creatures resembling horses. They had single horns, are very rare, extremely swift on foot, furious, and dangerous. Apparently, the locals didn't dare engage them in open combat, but climbed onto a high place and made a rattling noise which lured the curious creature out. They would then shoot it with poisoned arrows. In the same region, John Barrow reported the animal frequently being pictured in cave paintings. Louis de Marmont Carvala said the unicorn lives in the snowy peaks of the Mountains of the Moon in Ethiopia. This man's account says the abada looks like a two-year-old colt of an ash color, but has the beard of a goat. It had a single ivory horn on its forehead, and it sheds the horn like a stag, and hunters can find these in the wilderness sometimes. Some people recall the description of Cosmas, who visited Ethiopia around 550 A.D. He saw four brazen figures of a unicorn in the palace of the king. The denizens described to him a terrible beast whose strength lies in its horn. When it finds itself pursued by hunters, it springs onto the top of some high precipice or ledge and flings itself down. In the air, It turns a somersault so that the horn absorbs all the shock of the fall and the Abadah escapes unhurt. Ludoviso de Varthima, the first European to travel to Mecca in the disguise of a pilgrim, reported seeing two unicorns in an enclosed space in the temple, a gift from the king of Ethiopia to the Sultan of Mecca. Ludoviso says they looked like bay horses but had the heads of hinds, which is another word for female deer, especially red deer, over three years old. Her counterpart would be called a stag. They had cloven hooves, and their necks were not very long, and were decorated with manes hanging on one side. Their legs were thin, slender, and very shaggy on the hind part. In our next and final account, a man named Jerome Lobo admitted he had never seen one, but while he traveled in Abyssinia, in the Agus region of the kingdom of Damot, He heard about an extremely swift creature with a single horn, resembling a fine horse of bay color, with a black tail and a long mane hanging to the ground. On its forehead grows a single white horn five palms long, which is about 15 inches in modern measurement. It was said to be very fearful and shy. These unicorns live in the woods and retired thickets. They are very timid and rarely come out onto the plains. Lobo brought up a story of a Portuguese captain in the service of that kingdom. His troop was resting one morning in a very little valley encircled by trees. Suddenly, out of the thickest part of the woods sprang a unicorn. When it realized it was surrounded by surprised men, it began to tremble and jumped back the same way it came. There is one piece of info that I wasn't able to fit into the stories previously. It's rather random, and I wish I could have found a full account with this detail in the script, but I was out of luck. Instead, I'll tell you now. Some claim that the Abada has the head of a bear. Weird, right? Now, in my opinion, I think some of these accounts could definitely have been mistaken as either rhinoceros or antelope of sorts that these people had never seen before. So they did what most people would do when confronted with a strange creature they had never seen. They made something up to explain what they saw. Humans as a species constantly make up things to explain what we can't comprehend. That's just our nature. As we near the end of the episode, I have one more thing I would like to share with you. It is a poem about the Abedabh written by Joseph Kansky, a Canadian artist and retired Northern Ontario secondary school teacher with a background in English, special education, and media literacy. Before I read this piece, I would like to make it clear that I have no connection with Mr. Kansky. I only found his poem online and wish to share it with a lot of you by Joseph Kansky. The Abadah walks warily, awaiting the arrival of Abracadabra. Their meeting will be magical. Up above, the Mothman mutters, in the rising mist, wondering where their Agagwis are. This is Isabel Henneke hosting Fairies and Folklore. From the Pacific Northwest, goodbye. weird bit of knowledge. If you stand very still, you can hear the woods calling to you. Don't answer. Never answer. And hey, thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, keep up with our latest episodes, or you have feedback you would like to share, follow the show on Instagram, at fairiesandfolklore, or go to instagram.com slash fairiesandfolklore. The first five people to comment get a shout-out, and when you follow, don't forget to tell me your favorite piece of weird knowledge. Who knows? Might get featured in a coming episode. I also have a website, so if you decide that's what blows you go... That's anchor.fm slash Isabel Hennecke. That's anchor.fm slash ISABEL HUENEKE.